0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Desperate times called for desperate measures. The people of Israel were hungry, starving as they journeyed through the wilderness. They felt as though they were pushed to, to their absolute limit. They couldn't take it anymore. And pretty soon the memories of Meat and bread in Egypt clouded the memories of slavery and oppression. They didn't remember the pain of the whip across their backs. They could only think about the present pain in their stomachs. They didn't remember the tortures of slavery. They could only think about the fleeting pleasures of a, night of a good meal. So, what did they do? They grumbled. The whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. What they were really doing was grumbling against God. For Moses and Aaron were leading the people into the place that God was having them go. This place that God was leading them was not a place of independence. It was a place of dependence on God. A place where they would learn to trust that God cared for them even in their greatest needs. Well, the people rejected this proposal and rather wished that they were dead or in slavery, rather, free and hungry. Can you relate to the people of Israel? Have you ever been in a situation where you've grumbled? I know that you have. <laughs> we do it when we're working, right? We do it when we're at school. Even when we're in the comforts of our very own homes, we grumble. It's so easy to point out where things could be better and how, how we could certainly do a better job if we were doing it ourselves. But you know, I think of how good we really have it. To be born in this place, in this time, it's really something. We can have a good hearty meal in a matter of minutes. We see family across the country in a few short hours. Well, for for Rose and I, it was 30 hours coming back. (laughs) But we find answers in the palm of our hands to all of our questions. There's no need to argue anymore, just Google it. We have entertainment piped into our homes. We eat a good meal every day. And yet, we complain. We can see in ourselves and in the people of Israel how easy it is to hold the arms of God's prophet one day and then beat them down the next day. We can see in the people of Israel and in our own mirrors the sinful nature at work. Now for the people of Israel, their sin was not that they were hungry. They were actually hungry. And even asking God for meat and bread was not sinful. In fact, what does God tell us to do in the Lord's Prayer? To say, give us this day our daily bread. Know their sin, even our sin, Is the sin of believing that God's promises are not true? Refusing to believe the word of the Lord and looking elsewhere for provision and comfort. In other words, things will be better if this happens, things will be better if I get that. In other words, we put our comfort and our peace always in reaching out and getting something more, something else. Now God had promised a land of plenty, a land of security, a land where the people could worship him without fear, delivered from the hands of their enemies. Was it too difficult to hunger for a time, to be blessed for eternity? Is it too hard to suffer the things that we suffer through for certain seasons of our lives? Knowing that beyond these things lies a country where we will not hunger nor thirst nor want for any good thing. We've been promised that. Well, for our sinful natures, it is all too difficult. Left to ourselves... We will only choose the easy road. We will only choose the full belly, the comfortable shoes. So what we deserve is only God's present and eternal punishment, like we confess. You know, love, by very definition, involves sacrifice. But we, by our sinful natures, we wouldn't sacrifice a thing. Nothing. We will reject a theology that leads us through the cross. We reject suffering for a time. Even though it means receiving a blessing for eternity. So what do we do? We grumble against the servants of God. We grumble against each other. We grumble against God himself. And the amazing thing is, our grumbling, it does not meet deaf ears. God hears our grumbles. Remember we read that he heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. And he hears He hears us as well as we grumble about many and various things. He hears and he speaks his word in reply. Thankfully, not the word of judgment that we deserve, but God speaks a word of grace, a word of mercy. He speaks and fulfills our needs, giving us provisions that we often overlook. God says, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. He heard their sinful grumbling, he heard their complaints and he answered those complaints as though they were a prayer. He provided for their needs and he demonstrated his abounding love and his sacrificial patience with us. Even in their sinful grumbling, God gives them good gifts So, how much more will he keep the promises that he has made to us, the church? We see God's fatherly love as he fed and preserved the people of Israel, even as they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, I look at the Israelite situation and I would hate it. They had to live in tents. I grumble about living in my house. It's too small. (laughs) Imagine living in a tent. We see that God provides for them and we also understand their grumblings. I think about growing up, we always would really give the Israelites a really hard time. But I don't like being hungry. I mean, I was complaining to myself all the way back from Montana, like, uh McDonald's again? <laughs> like, isn't there something else that could be ready in minutes? But no, I was provided, we, my family and I were provided for all the way here. And we see God's fatherly love and his provision for the Israelites. He gave them all that they needed to support their bodies in life. And He does the same with us. Think about something in your life. Something in your life that you think, I can't live without. God gave that to you. Or God gave that person to you. He gives you all that you need to support your body and life. Each day the Lord rains down His daily bread to us. And even to all the evil people, as we say in the catechism, who don't look to him for anything. As we have food and clothing, let's be content with that. Not grumbling and begging for more. Rather, let us receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. You ever tried counting your blessings instead of your complaints? Realizing that God has remembered us. He knows our needs and he fulfills them. The children of Israel in the Exodus fed on no figurative bread from heaven. That bread really did fill their bellies, and it really did taste like honey. The quail that would settle on the camps gave them real meat real meat for the people of Israel to eat and soon the Lord would give them water from a dry rock by the strike of a staff. He provided for their needs as step by step he led them to the promised land. He also did amazing miracles, keeping their shoes from wearing out for 40 years, keeping their clothes from tearing. I can't buy something new without hooking it on something (laughs) but their clothes lasted for 40 years. Truly the Lord was the source of all that they needed to support their body and life. As the Catechism says, he gave them clothing, shoes, food, drink, house, home, all they had. In the Sinai Desert, God fed his people with bread from heaven so that they could know that I am is the Lord their God. And over a thousand years later, Jesus himself fed a congregation in the Judean desert so that they would know that he himself, God in the flesh, is true bread that comes down from heaven. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father who gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. As we continue our journey through this desolate world of sin, We indeed hunger and thirst, don't we? We recognize things aren't right, and sometimes it drives us crazy. This congregation and all the children of God who have come through the Red Sea waters of holy baptism, we have been given deliverance from our enemies just as the Israelites received deliverance through water from their enemies. Our enemies, sin, death, and the devil, were washed away in that water. They have been swept away by a cleansing flood. And no matter what happens to us, and bad things happen, don't they? They do. This world has lots of bad stuff that happens to us. But no matter what happens to us in this time, before our entrance into heaven, There's no going back to slavery and servitude. No matter how enticing those memories get sometimes. If I just had it the way it was before, it'd be okay. If I was just here, if I was just there. Instead, we are fed, we are filled up, with true meat, true bread, true drink. The bread of God who comes down from heaven and gives life to the entire world. Your deliverance has been won. Jesus gives you life in his suffering and death. And there on the cross, Jesus endured all the wrath of God for our sin. He himself wandered. He himself hungered. He thirsted. He suffered. He died, paying for the wages of sin. There, in him, is your life, your journey your cross. And this cross has been taken up by Jesus who was high and lifted up for the sins of the world. And there too, in his story, is your grave. And your grave has been slept in three days after which Jesus rose to life again assuring that you too will rise to new life in him. In the face of such goodness, such grace and mercy, we can stop and ask as the Israelites did, what is this? What is this that God should provide so much for the likes of me? I know how I am. I know how I grumble against all the things that God has given me. And as Moses answered the people of Israel, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. What is this? It is the bread of comfort in the face of earthly trials. It is true food of grace that sustains us all our days. All of our days of wandering here in time. So that we could pass through and live with God in eternity. It is the bread of God that gives life to the world. It is God's grace and mercy. That's what it is. Found in Jesus alone. God hears even our grumbles. And he answers us according to our greatest need. Not always our wants. But sometimes in our wants, he teaches us that he has provided all that we truly need. Know this. God's promises are true. He has not forgotten you, no matter how hungry you may be no matter how how far you may have wandered or how badly you've had it or how much you've grumbled at him, he has heard your cry and he surely provides all that you need to support this body in life, all that you need to take you through to the promised land to come. He hears your cry, child of God, Now hear his gracious word of comfort to you, declaring all your sins forgiven and the promise of the life to come. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.